Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the Shadow of the GM podcast, with me, your host, GM Shadow. It's episode 26 time, and what should we do? Well, debate's been going on about whether skills in RPGs, are they good? Are they bad? Well, let's be honest, there's only one way to really find out. Let's bring in people who feel very strongly about one side or the other. It's the RPG skills perspective. Skills at RPGs, of course you should have skills at RPGs. How else are you going to be explained to players, especially new players, the kind of things they can do? You just expect people to know they can just roll under stats, for example, to do things. And they've been around for a long time. How long have we had, you know, thief skills in some games? You know, I've had a basic version where you roll D6 and things, but that was essentially a skill system at the end of the day. You can even maybe argue attributes text are a kind of a skill system as well, in a way. But they're too grand and sort of nebulous, too vague, you know, rolling for intelligence for this and that. I mean, let's think about it, you know, if you roll for intelligence to say, well, you know, do I know how to find a book in a library but a role for intelligence to think do I remember something I mean how broad a spectrum is that just because someone has got a good memory doesn't mean they also know how to navigate through some sort of arcane library or understand how magic works so it's a bit silly if you think about it skill system it makes it more specific you bring in those niches you bring in those sort of ideas about specialist knowledge people know about some things they don't know about others and it gives you that flexibility to say well maybe certain skills that you know anyone can know about anyone can like try and move silently depending on what armor they're wearing etc not just a case that only thieves can do it some people are better at listening some people got better eyesight at observing things whilst other people can't necessarily know about magical secrets because that's a sort of special lore you have to study. So why wouldn't you have skills? Whole things around Chaosium and build that around, you know, all most of its role-playing systems are kind of really heavily skill-based. GURPS is very heavily skill-based and those systems really, really work. They don't, you know, affect the system. They don't stop the system from working. They don't grind the whole game to a halt. It's just the way they should be. Skills are brilliant. When third edition came out, everybody loved the idea of skills. It was brilliant there that, you know, like I said, it took away that thing from the thieves that only they could do certain things. But there was still niche protection there because the thieves were still a lot better than anybody else at doing things. There was also certain thing, traps and things that only thieves could find. Magical ones, they were the only ones that could search for them, for example. Only they could do it, find superior traps. They couldn't find the only the basic ones could be found by other people. So you can still have niche protection even in a skill system. So why wouldn't you have them? Come on, people, get with the program. Just because you didn't have it in the old games doesn't mean it's not a good thing to have them. Ah, oh, skills. Don't talk to me about skills. It's just such a silly idea. I mean, it was bad enough when we had the thieves skills and they were a bit daft anyway because they came in with a percentile system in a lot of systems, which is totally at odds to everything else. Some people were clever enough to keep it as a D6 system and kind of at least keep some of the dice conventions the same, but still, it's like, what was wrong with the old attribute check? I mean, we did it that way in the old days. It was just easier, you know? It's like, how much more bloat do you want to add to your system? How much more space? How much more picking? How much more changing at different levels? And I mean, as well, how are you ever going to have enough skills to cover everything? And how is anyone going to have enough skills to cover what they'd realistically know in life? You know, people don't fit into these nice little neat boxes. You know, you can't just have enough skills to cover everything. It makes more sense. I mean, some systems have the profession system, which might be a bit better, but still, you know, it's a skill system at the end of the day. And even then, you end up debating about, well, what's covered by your profession, what's not in a profession. But, you know, it just gets a bit daft to get round and round in circles and arguing. And oh, my word, everyone then has to roll for everything. Oh, look, there's a door. Let's all run up to the door and all stick a rear suit and listen to it because, you know, the thief might fail his checks. Let's all just do it just to be on the safe side. Well, let's all search the room for traps. Let's all search for hidden doors. It just gets a bit ridiculous. Everyone just runs around doing the same things. And, you know, so you can talk about niche protection, but it doesn't really help. Everyone just does everything. Everyone gets a little bit of a skill in everything and everyone tries to do everything. And it takes away a little special uniqueness. There goes your niche protection in one fell swoop. So no, don't give me skills. Just a waste of time. Slow the system down. Plenty of systems like the black hack. Don't have them. Just get rid of them. Let's go back to the old ability check and let's just keep things simple and let's just keep things moving. Skills. <laughs> 
okay, okay, so I didn't get two people with two different views. I just had me with two different views on the subject. Strange for me. I know, but there we go. So this is a bit of a rambly one, but skills, well, I mean, to take the sort of more balanced view, I'm a bit biased when it comes to skills, I guess, because I came in with second edition AD&D and the group I played with had non-weapon proficiency. So my very early experiences of RPGs involved making rolls for heraldry check to see if I recognized the coat of arms and a shield for some knights that we met, for example. Now, I find that quite fun because, I mean, at the time I didn't know the system, so I didn't even know what heraldry was at the time when it came in. So it was a bit of a learning experience for me about teaching me that I could ask questions about heraldry. So I can see some benefits to it. I do also remember in those early days, if something wasn't covered by a skill or whatever, a lot of people saying, well, roll under your dexterity, roll under your constitution, roll under your intelligence to know you know to if you see if you know something and it was very much very sort of flexible in that sense and that to me was always the key around it it's about that sort of flexibility and thing is when it went from second edition to third edition i really liked the new skill system i did always think a little bit in my head that it was a bit weird that when it came to things like move silently picking locks and stuff that not not so much that only thieves could do it but there was kind of really special separate system for thieves behind it so again with third edition the unified system bringing the skills in i found that kind of very intuitive to me i felt like that kind of worked now that doesn't in itself say that skill systems are good or bad that kind of said that that was a good way to unify the skill system and kind of made more sense that if you're going to have some sort of skills floating around it makes sense to have them like that now having played things at the black hack and things i can see the appeal to the roll under system for abilities because you can kind of knock some of those things in the head and it makes it a bit more appropriate to say to someone who maybe should have the skills well you roll under intelligence so for example it's magic you can maybe say to the mage well roll under intelligence see if you understand it to the thief roll under dex see if you can do it and that's got much more gm control much more gm fiat i guess about behind how that's controlled now that has its ups and its downs. I think there's very much a case there that you are very much there for at the mercy of the GM and the players as to how much they can use that system, how much they, you know, themselves can think about, oh, maybe I could get them to do an ability role, etc. And I know that system really promotes it, but at the end of the day, I think you are at the mercy, therefore, of someone who, you know, players who aren't experienced won't think to ask for it. GMs who aren't that experienced won't think to suggest it. And people might bumble around a bit. Now, so the other end of the spectrum there is that if you have a skill system and maybe a very fairly rigid skill system, or at least a very complicated skill system, I guess, complex one, comprehensive maybe is the right word, that people will have the options laid out for them. It will give them ideas of things they can do. Now, that's a double-edged sword because, as I tongue-in-cheek said, there is that propensity perhaps for people to roll everything for everything. And that does happen. I've seen it happen in games. And there's ways to combat it. There's lots of suggestions around how you can stop that happening. You know, there's a lot of things about if a thief goes and checks the door for traps, everyone should just assume that thief is competent and it's that kind of breaking that sort of like fourth wall thing where if the players say well i'm going to check anyway because the thief might fail it's like well why would why would you think that and it's better sometimes having those conversations with players behind it you know why would you all search when someone else has searched it but it makes sense that you know if you watch programs and stuff sometimes people do all search things double check when i'm searching cupboards my wife says oh, she already checked she gets annoyed that she's already checked them and i still check the cupboards that she's checked for things and sometimes i find the thing that she said wasn't in there because she already checked so you know there's a bit of reasonability behind behind maybe people actually double checking things when it comes to stuff like that so that's not necessarily unrealistic that everybody's running around checking things i guess it's a case of how it slows the game down and jules when from jules from nz when she's talked about it has talked about how her play group agreed it was slowing things down when everybody was rolling and they agreed how they were going to manage that themselves as players so sometimes the players will take the lead on that um i made some comment in that um section about proficiency uh, profession skills now again this is something that i'm aware of from second edition AD&D, although I think uh, Jason Connolly from Nerds RPG Variety Cast talks about Barbarians of Lemuria having this as well. 
that there are systems where you have a broad profession and from that profession it allows you therefore to make sort of effectively skill checks around things that you would feasibly know from your profession uh, so in second edition it's what they call secondary skills but it's things like Boyer, Fletcher, Blacksmith, Alchemist, things like that where it's like a profession you had and again that maybe has a bit of a help because I think that's a good halfway house. If you don't like having all the fully little skills, messing around with points for skills, doing them every level, that's a better system whereby you can give yourself a general background. And from that general background, you can therefore say, you know, you might know things about this. And again, there is a bit of GM fiat and that a little bit of player sort of prompting behind it, but it gives you a bit more of a framework. You know, if you know your character is an alchemist, if you know they work with bows, if you know they work with armor and stuff, it just gives you that scope to think, well, actually my character might know about this and kind of prompts you to think a bit more about your character. So I can see these being quite a good sort of compromise in those. And we talked a bit about GURPS. It is, in its full sense, a very sort of skill-heavy system and possibly quite rigid. But there were, again, variants in GURPS around things like wild skills, where they're a bit more sort of vague and free form and sort of allow you to do a bit more around those. If you've ever played GURPS Ultralight, which isn't a system I'd massively recommend, it's a lot more free form where you take a skill such as knight and anything to do with being a knight in there, and that's much more kind of profession-based, and that gives it scope. Um, when it comes to things about the, and Jason's mentioned this, about not having enough skills to go profession, again, it depends on what you feel fits your feeling of verisimilitude, can't never say that word because some people will feel that there's not enough skills to cover everything. Some people will also feel that, you know, if you can go too far with skills and there can be too many, and they do allow a little bit of flexibility, I guess, in how the systems run. And the thing is, if you do a skill system, it's going to be very hard to probably have enough skills to keep everybody happy. Um, but I know systems like Fate and things, they do allow you to sometimes create your own skills. There's a few systems like that where, you know, I think Cypher systems are the one where basically you can make up your skills yourselves. And there's a few like that where it lets you pick the skills you want to pick to make things. So it lets you kind of tailor those characters the way you want to be. Um, again, bias. I loved Call of Cthulhu back in the day playing it, and it was very skill heavy. And the library use skill, which is always a random one about using a library, so it's basically researching and finding things. But it's more about how you how you run the Dewey Decimal System, I guess, to find the books that you're looking for. Um, so you know, but I did I did like that system. Never had a problem with it, and didn't mind people all going into libraries together and trying to like together try and research books and things. And I've never really seen it as a problem, I guess, when I've played and run games, having those skills and having people roll for them. And I think that might be the difference in this debate. It's about how much you see skills and people rolling for skills as a problem and the ways you think of to combat it if you don't feel it's a problem if you enjoy playing skill-based systems then it's going to be the system for you but it's not everyone's cup of tea a lot of people don't like it they want to they want to have a system where it runs a bit faster you've just got a general sort of layout for your character and just roll things as and when you feel they're competent and i guess that's kind of the crux of it is that you know you can't come in and say rpg should be skill-based it shouldn't be skill-based it's about you know, you as a player and you as a playing group deciding what systems you like. You know, I have a thought with D&D, is it really essential you have all these skills? I mean, if you're a bunch of murder hobos, I just want to go to dungeons and murder things and steal a treasure and sell them until you become a king. Then in actual fact, having a diplomacy skill, you know, a bit of savoir-faire to, you know, like, you know, talk to courtly people, isn't it going to matter a huge amount because you're just killing goblins and killing dragons at the end of the day? You know, if you like to do a lot more of the kind of I guess, role-playing with the ROWL, where you want to, you know, maybe schmooze with some people and convince people. You don't want to actually act it out yourself and you want to roll dice. A skill system can be really good if you really struggle to talk in character and make persuasive arguments. Having a fast-talk skill, etc., can work in your favour to do those things. And so I think that's quite helpful for those players that really struggle with those. If you're the kind of player who likes to actually act out and do it themselves, a skill system can seem a little bit rigid because you might really make a convincing argument then make a roll which you fail. And again, this is the thing where I feel that, you know, it's how you manage that as a GM. Do you give it a bonus to a skill? Do you just let them do it? We go back to the rule of cool thing here where I talked about in a previous session where you know, the rule of cool might break that kind of dice rolling system. But again, it's the thing about, I think, with your group 
group, you need to decide how you can run that if you've got people who like doing it. Or they, otherwise, you try and find a compromise of a system where they all kind of agree that it's the right balance between the two. I'm not a massive fan of rolling for things like diplomacy and reactions and things. It's quite nice to roll a random reaction to know how NPCs start reacting to characters. But if someone comes in and they make a really convincing argument, really good at saying the right kind of things, I'd expect those people to be really swayed by. Sort of like, I don't necessarily ask them to make a dice roll on that thing. It's much better if it fits in organically with how they ought to react you know the character is meant to be handsome and charismatic and they're saying all the right things when they're playing it why would you then make them a role and this goes back to that thing about you know when do you roll when do you not roll which is a big whole debate in itself but anyway i guess that's it on skill systems i don't think they're for everyone i don't really see every style of gaming i think it's quite nice to play games sometimes we just want to murder things i think it's nice all the times to play games where it's all very skill based it's all about kind of having those character skills together to make you mesh together and sometimes it's about having a little bit of a compromise in between the two so yeah it's as Conrad Kinch once said, it's uh, resounding, it depends when it comes to skills, but I'll leave it up to you to decide, do you love them or hate them? That's it for this episode of Shadow of the GM podcast, just a short one um, about skills. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to go to Anchor FM at GM Shadow and leave me a message. Um, you can also email me at gmshadow at hotmail.com or find me on Twitter at gmshadow. So until next time, keep on gaming.